We are two for two with Operation Shrink Sadie. Oh, two days for two days. It's going where Sadie's October Lucian is going very well. She got a late start, but she did start two days ago. And so far, two walks she has been on. The the vet said, I don't I mean, I know we've talked about the fact that um we get a slim down Sadie, but we didn't mention, I don't think we mentioned that the vet gave us an option to just cut back her food. But we have two, Sadie and Lily aren't. We have grazers. Yeah. And they're not food aggressive. So they share from each other's bowl. We just put a scoop, but there's no way that we would be able to cut back on one of them. Unless we like locked one of them in a room. Yeah. So, so the thought is we would have to go for a walk. So Callie took Sadie for a walk day one and then day two, I, and she was super nervous because she doesn't, she has a little bit of. It was during rush hour. My timing was off. She does not like cars, trucks. She trucks, especially she has, she has truck phobia. But, and then last night I took her out at like 1030 at night. Last thing that I did, I edited the show, cleaned up the studio, was about to go upstairs and said, Sadie, let's get your walk in. We did a little 20-minute walk around the neighborhood. She loved it. There was nobody around. There were no big trucks on the road. The cars that were going by were just like normal. She has a, Her issue is loud engines, especially trucks. Yes. She does not, she does not do well in the Tow vicinity. trucks, smarter buses. Yep, things like things that. Things like that, yeah. Fire, fire trucks with the siren on. Don't even bother her. But when they hit the brakes and they make that hissing sound, she hates She it. would climb a tree if there was a tree nearby. Yeah. So we were out for a walk. I go around the corner and, of course, walk right into a crime scene. Okay. It wasn't a crime scene. They were looking through someone's car, but there were lights on and stuff like that. There were three cop cars and they had they were, like, investigating something. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. If If – there's like an emergency and one of these cars speeds away right now, Sadie's going to lose it. Or if the, if it turns into a gunfight, Sadie's going to lose it, but it didn't. And we had a, and we had a great late night walk. So that's the key to enjoyable walks with Sadie middle of the night, middle of the night when nobody's around. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for my wife of five years, Callie Dollar. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful. I was going to say chocolate chips, but I'm also grateful for Jeff. You don't have to say it just because I did. Well, no, it's my brain is all weird because we record a day ahead of time. So when we're recording this, it's actually not our anniversary, but I will be listening to this on our anniversary. So happy five year anniversary. You are more than welcome to say chocolate chips if you want. I, I would put chocolate chips on a list above me of things that I like. Would you put them above me? It's close. Not today because it's our anniversary. Hmm. How are you on a scale of one to 10? It's our Friday numerical check-in. I'm an eight. All right. I'm an eight. I'm good. I'm really worn out by this week. This was a really um, 
strenuous work week for me, but I'm glad it's the weekend. I'm so glad it's our anniversary and I'm excited. I am. I think I'm a nine. Are you? Yeah, I feel good. I had a really productive week. I'm really enjoying this, this, uh, upsider suggestion to like block out work hours. Yeah. Not because it allows me to get stuff done like during the work hours. It does, but, but it takes away the, um, oh, I got to get all this stuff done during non-work hours. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You definitely seem less stressed and I'm, we definitely have not decreased our workload. So it seems more manageable for you. Yeah. Because when you don't set, this is what, what the guy was trying to explain and, and, and it made sense, but now it really makes sense. When you don't set a designated time to work, then if you are of the mindset to get stuff done, you're, you just grab every free minute you can to get it done. Right. And now when I have free time, I'm like, oh, I can work at, you know, I'm supposed to, I, I go down to the studio at 7 p.m. for two hours. Mm -hmm. And then, so I don't have to think at five o'clock, if something pops up, I just like make a note on my phone or just remember, yeah. it, you know? Um, but yeah, so I'm a nine. Good. I'm really glad. Um, it's been five years <laughs> since we got married. In some ways it feels like five seconds. And in some ways it feels like we've been together forever. Like I don't remember my life before you. So, um, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Well, you way. didn't have a lot going on. Like, I am the first guy you ever kissed. Oh, my God. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. The first proper date you've ever gone on. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. So, I made, can I go first with my list? And then you can do yours on Monday. Yeah. The five rules that I would like to share are the five guideposts. I don't know what you call them, but five things about marriage. So tips. tips, wisdom, number one, and this is going to be dangerously close. I think to the, um, sweat, the small stuff, but it's a little bit different. So I, <laughs> I, I, I told you, you that you couldn't say that one. Yeah. But I figure if I throw this one in here, it's bending the rules just enough that we don't have to talk about sweating the small stuff later. Like I said, we would, but it's a kind of a different twist on it. Respect the no-fly zones, no matter how silly you think they are. So if there is something that you just don't get that's a non-negotiable for your partner, just respect it. If it doesn't put you out at all, if it doesn't inconvenience you at all, just respect it. You know? Mm -hmm. So... um, it is the same thing. Same thing, different name, but I'll I'll give you creativity for not like, you know, saying the exact same title. Well, it's, this one's more, I think the framing of this one is more absolute. So this is more along the lines of if you, if, if like, I don't know, I don't know what it is. If, if you have, if your partner gets anxious when their gas tank gets below a quarter of a tank mm -hmm. because well, I'm going to run out of gas. And that's just their thing. And it just, it causes them stress and it causes them anxiety. Don't question it. Don't challenge it. Just fill up the gas tank when it hits a quarter tank. If you're driving that car, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like just respect the fact that, that, so, that, that not everything is going to make sense to you, but honor it. If it's your partner's yeah. number two, always assume 
the best of each other. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so um, when there is a violation of a no-fly zone, don't assume that it was done intentionally or assume that it was done to antagonize you or assume that it was done um, maliciously. Assume the best. Assume that, oh, they must have forgotten that I it drives me nuts when there's yeah. little gas in my car. That's a really good one. Uh, number three, know each other's love languages. Oh, yes. And if yes. you don't know what the love languages are, um, basically – it's understanding what. Um, it's understanding your, how your partner receives love. Yeah. So for Callie, they're words of affirmation. So, so if she does something that I appreciate so much, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. And she's sitting on the couch and I, and I decide to give her a back rub is a thank you without ever saying the words thank you. But I'm like, I'm going to scratch her back because she <laughs> she filled up my tank when it got to be a quarter below and that's my thing or whatever. Callie won't process that as being like a nice tender thing because she needs to hear thank you for doing that for me. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, what's my love language? Physical touch. Yeah. All the way. Jeff oh. is like, give me scratches. You don't even have to say, we don't even have to say words in this house. Just touch my head. Yes. Massage my hair. Scalp massage, please. Um, this one I think is really important because we have an Ellie in the world now. Um, and, and, I, and somebody told me this at our wedding, and it was one of your guests. Oh, really? I think it might have been a friend of your parents. Okay. I wish I remember who because it's really good, and it makes so much sense now that there's an Ellie in the world. People. Now that you're married, they said, now that you are a married couple, people and especially children are going to constantly be learning about relationships by watching you. So make sure that you're always mindful of what you're teaching. I love that. So true. Uh the last one. It's was, funny because we've even had to, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but that one for us has been funny since Ellie's been around because Jeff likes to tickle me and what all of these like physical touchy things that I just like make me, I don't know, like we had to redefine our physical relationship a little bit in front of Ellie because he jokingly would grab me or something. And I jokingly like pull away or be like, ah, or whatever. You and don't I jokingly pull away. I, I, if Callie's it's for me, it's very funny. If Callie's neck is vulnerable, she always <laughs> thinks there's a bug on it. So I poke her neck and she responds. Basically Every single when time. I didn't want to portray that you like try to give me hugs and I'm like, oh my gosh, get off of me, you monster. <laughs> like, it's not no, like that. It's, it's, it's not like a tickle thing, but it's a thing. And so depending on what Callie's doing, her response to that is either ducking out of the way or attempting to stab me. <laughs> And we didn't, and we stopped doing that because we don't want Ellie right now to think that like, oh, and someone loves me, there's like hitting involved or you yeah. run away or whatever. So we're like, oh yeah, actually, but yeah, I'm very proud of our relationship. And then, um, the fifth one, well, actually I have six, but the, the fifth, the sixth one is a bonus. So number five, we don't do, but I would like to, I would like to start in January. I'd like to make it a new year's resolution okay. or even sooner. I would like to have regular date nights. 
I know. I think we need to do that. And it, it's been a little weird because. Yeah, because of the world. Because of the world. But yeah, I think we definitely need to start doing that. You know, we can actually start right now because um, we're not doing a lot of indoor dining, but we are doing patios. Mm -hmm. So we could kind of just pay attention to the weather. And if it's nice, yeah, go sit somewhere with and get somebody to watch Ellie. Yeah. Okay. And then my bonus one is um, decide on the kitchen rules and uh, respect them. For example, if I'm cooking, I don't want anyone in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I do not want you to come in and, and fix yourself a quick little snack. I don't want you to come get something out of the dishwasher. You can ask me for it. You can ask me to fi fix you a snack, but get, get out of my playing field. Get Stay off, out of the kitchen. Get, get off my basketball court while I'm dribbling. So you need to understand those rules before you get married. And I think that's with like any space. I don't even think that's like the kitchen rules. I think that's like... If, you know, Jeff's favorite space was our recording studio or whatever, like you just respect the rules of your partner's favorite space or the space that for me, it's not, for me, it's not like a favorite space for me. It's like, I'm actually doing stuff. That's, that's why it bugs me. Yeah. The people in the kitchen, but you do a great job. And I've actually watched when we've had company over, I have actually seen Callie relocate people out of the kitchen. You're welcome. Yeah. Because I understand your kitchen thing. Stay out of the zone. All right. Uh, Ellie needs to step it up. Those are my th things, by the way. So we'll hear yours on Monday, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ellie needs to step it up because there is a guy in Idaho. He just turned one. His name is Briggs. Briggs Darrington. Um, he has already been on 45 flights. He has seen Hawaii. He has seen Alaska. And he is making $1,000 a month What? as the world's youngest travel blogger. And he's how old? One. Hmm. His mom has a travel blog. So a few months into little man being in this world, they're like, you know what? We got to get back to doing the travel stuff and we're just going to take him with us. So his first trip was like a camping trip, just um, like an hour from their house. And then he's been on a gazillion trip since then. He has a diaper sponsor. What? $1,000 a month, Briggs. So, Ellie, you got to get on it. I was reading one of my many newsletters that I subscribe to. And I saw a time management thing. And I always read those. And I specifically sign up for them. Because Jeff has this, like, lifelong time management quest, as we talked about, you know, a little bit earlier in the show. All the time. All the time. I saw something that I hadn't seen yet, and I thought it was awesome, and I wanted to pass along to you because I don't know if you've ever seen it. It suggests that you keep a done list, not a to-do. Are you freaking out? Yes. Do you know why? No. Because when we were talking a few minutes ago about the whole blocking of time thing, mm -hmm. I almost said the sentence, I wish there was a way to keep track of what I accomplish in the times, but it doesn't seem right to have a completed list. Okay. They're saying, yes, it is. This was like on NPR. Whoa, this is crazy. This is only crazy because I was going to say this exact same thing 15 minutes ago. So here's the thing. To-do list. Great. 
but it can feel, and I totally get this, like a productivity debt. Yes. Like you're in a constant, because here's the thing on your to-do list, it will never be completely empty. Yeah. Like there will always be, whether it's an outstanding doctor's appointment or, uh, you know what I mean? Like there's always things that are going to be on that to-do list. And here's, yeah, go ahead. So he was saying like, this is putting the focus on like, if you have a to-do list, but you also write a like what I've done, like I, what I've done today, including like getting the kids ready or brush my teeth or, you know, got three emails done or whatever. And just like crossing those off to be like, okay, I have done things because you have done things today. You may not have like tackled your whole looming to-do list, but that doesn't mean that you haven't been productive. And I thought that was a neat way to look at it. Yesterday, I got so much done but my to-do list actually got longer. Yeah. But I was able to get like three or four big projects moved forward. And I was able to have two or three important conversations. And I got those done. They actually added to the to-do list. And I didn't cross anything specific off the to-do list. Mm-hmm. And I thought was, and that was my whole reason for wanting to say that earlier. I'm like, it would be really cool to look back at the end of the week and go, wow, I did accomplish a lot because on paper, I didn't. Thanks for the validation that you didn't know I needed. And it also said one thing I want to add is that underachievement sometimes is okay. And we're like, oh my gosh, underachiever, that's bad. That's like the purgatory of success, but it's actually not. And it was saying like, we all have 24 hours in a day. So it's physically impossible for us to get everything done that we have to get done. So you have to decide some days my kitchen's just going to be messy. You have to make the decision like X, Y, or Z, that's not going to get done. My kitchen or my living room, whatever, my house might be messy for like a month. And this month, that's just how it has to be because I have to focus on X, Y, Z. So it's okay to underachieve in some areas because you can't be an overachiever and excel at every single thing in your life. Like we just don't have unlimited hours in the day. So that was a good reminder for me too. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, I get in the habit of being like, Oh yeah, I did this stuff, but my house is still a mess. My laundry is still piled up, you know, X, Y, Z. And there's always going to be something like, unless you have a, you know, team of people always going to be something. A home is not just the roof over your head. A home is four walls, the roof over your head, and everything that's inside it, the people, the memories, but also the furnishings. That's why you have to make sure that your home's decor, your home's style reflects who you are. And Joybird can help you do that. Joybird has over 18,000 customization options. This means you can design something from Joybird that fits exactly who you are. It's that easy. And Joybird stands by what they sell. They've got quality, they've got craftsmanship, and they've got a promise. If it's not everything you hope for, just send it back. They will take care of you. They've also got a protection plan that has your upholstery and leather pieces always looking as good as new without having to treat them like 
they're in a museum and they've got financing rates as low as 0% APR for 36 months so you can relax now and pay later. Joybird also has stylists to help you design the perfect room and they've got curated collections. If you don't want to customize something, if you just want to buy off the rack, if that's uh, your style, Joybird's got you covered. You can get a unique space that brings you joy with Joybird by going to joybird.com slash upside and saving 30%. That's joybird.com com slash upside and get 30% off your purchase at joybird.com slash upside. Think organic groceries are too expensive? So do we. Thankfully, there's Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They'll deliver what you need so you can spend more time on what matters. Thrive Market has monthly and annual membership options that will give you access to their members-only prices. And the best part is when you join, you give back. Through Thrive Gives, the one-for-one matching membership program. Every paid membership sponsors a free one for a low income family. We've been Thrive Market members for a few years now, and I love how user-friendly it is. You can easily shop by diets and values. So you could click on keto or low sodium or paleo, and it'll like bring up all the choices under there um, that work for your diet. And you can also filter through things like BIPOC-owned businesses, family-owned businesses, or products sourced directly from farmers. Last week, I went to go see what snacks I wanted to order because you know I love their snacks. And I clicked on snacks made by women-founded businesses. Seriously, how cool is that? Go to thrivemarket.com slash upside. Join today to get $20 off your first order and a free gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash upside to get $20 off your first order and a free gift. Thrivemarket.com slash upside. One of my most treasured possessions is a gift from my father. It's a notebook where he wrote down from his perspective, memories that we had together with my mom. I love it. I go back and read it every few months and it just brings me such joy. You can give that type of gift to your entire family with story worth. Here's what you do is sign up grandma, grandpa, favorite uncle, mom, dad, whoever for a story worth subscription. And once a week, they're going to get an email that prompts them to write their memories or their perspective of something. They do it in their own words and StoryWorth compiles these. And at the end of a year, publishes them in a book. You can get one copy of the book for you and then extra copies for every member of the family. It's like a historical record written in your relative's words. StoryWorth is not Uh, difficult to get because there is no shipping. It all happens online. So with all the talk about shipping hassles and stuff like that, you don't have to worry about it with StoryWorth. You can get started right away. Go to storyworth.com slash upside. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash upside for $10 off your first purchase. StoryWorth is a meaningful gift for you and your whole family. You will treasure it forever. Today's quote of the day is, an ounce of action is worth a ton of theory. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, Number one, a woman in New York has filed a class action lawsuit against Kellogg's. Could you even guess why somebody would sue Kellogg's? Class action. Yeah, she wants the whole country to step up and and be a part of this. Um, I don't know. 
She claims that the fruit filling in the company's strawberry Pop-Tarts does not have enough actual strawberries in them. Here's my thing with things like that. I feel like there are people in the world and honestly, like kind of bravo to them for like finding loopholes in things that you can just sue for. However, I am surprised by the fact that someone concerned with strawberries or health or how much they're eating would be eating a pop tart in the first place. I, that's the bigger issue. Like if you're, I mean, I know we get to, we have the judicial system and the civil courts and all that stuff and due process and whatnot. But if you're the judge, like, don't you just want to sit this woman down and go, if you're worried about strawberry consumption, eat strawberries. Why is pop tarts your go-to? Right. Pop tarts is like not food. It's like, Whatever, but we own it. That's the thing. You eat a Pop-Tart, you know exactly what you're eating, and it's fine. I don't think anybody looks at the box and goes, wow, you know what a great way is to get my strawberries in today? Strawberry Pop-Tarts. Royal Caribbean has a uh, has your vacation plans for December of 2023. So not even next December, two Decembers from now. It's good because you're going to have to start saving. It's cost you $61,000 oh to book a nine-month cruise around the world that visits all seven continents, stops at 150 destinations, and goes to 65 different countries. Nine months, so 61. So 60 divided by nine is, is what, $6,500 a month per person, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's like, who could afford that? Rich people. Who can afford to take nine months off and float around the world. Right, and just float and also pay like 17 mortgage payments. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Um, and my third random thing, if you are a woman and you have noticed some hearing loss, your blow dryer could be to blame. See, uh, another reason that I don't wash my hair. Um, women a lot of times don't realize that their hair dryers are causing them hearing loss. They're about seven times louder than the average conversation. And uh, doctors often recommend putting earplugs in if you blow dry your hair every single day because years of doing that will damage your hearing. Those are my three random things. I have a beautiful human alert. This one is about a firefighter, but I'm going to extend it to the whole um fire department of Billings, Montana, because I think this is the coolest thing. There was a picture that went viral. There was a car crash in Montana and the viral picture is of a firefighter reading to a little girl, but it's like dark outside and it's like kind of hard to see. This little girl was one of the victims of a car crash that happened and the cars were pretty. I mean, both of them were totaled, so they couldn't go anywhere. The parents are dealing, like everyone was okay, but they're like dealing with different things. And it's a scary thing, especially for yeah. kids to be in a car crash. The picture is of him reading a book to a little girl. And the article that I saw on this said that the Billings Fire Department keeps little backpacks with like stuffed animals and books and stuff like that for kids and things that can help them if they're in a scary situation. And I just thought that was so cool. Like, you know, like the book is about firefighters and like, so he just sat down and he read to her in the middle of like, what could be a super traumatizing thing. And he took the time to do that. And I think that is so, so cool. Firefighter Ryan Benton and the Billings Fire Department. You are beautiful humans. 
Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. You can call us anytime about anything. 800-434-5454. We love your messages and your feedback helps us create the best show for you. You know what I'm mentally preparing myself for? What? I am mentally preparing myself for when Ellie stands on her own Mm -hmm. or when she takes her first step. Mm -hmm. Because if it happens when you're not in the room, but if you're in the house, my first instinct is going to be to yell for you. And the last thing I want to do is scare her and tip her over. Right. Yeah. And so I've actually had the thought because I did that the other day. She was she had pulled herself up on the coffee table and she was, you know how she kind of moves from the coffee table to the couch like she can. She's not really taking a step, but she can get from one piece of furniture kind of to the other. Yeah. Like just kind of pivoting. And just as she was pivoting, I looked over and saw Sadie sticking her nose in some a garbage bag. And I yelled, Sadie. And I could see it jolted her. To tense up, her hands came off both things, and then she just went boop down on her butt. Oh. It was no big deal because she wasn't doing anything monumentous. That's the thing I think we've learned about parenting that has surprised both of us is that kids really are pretty resilient. And I, I know people say that like kind of flippantly, but she has fallen down. She oh, has yeah. hit her head. Yep. She has, you know, all of this stuff. Like, I think every time, because she's kind of like learning how to stand, you know, pulling herself up and stuff like that. So she's going to fall and she'll continue to fall. And I think every time Jeff and I pick her up when she's crying after a fall that we think we're going to see a kid with like a bloody face or a bruise on oh, her yeah. face or she's whatever. She's not falling lightly. She is like, bam, I'm down. Don't bam. Me. And it's kind of amazing. Like, I, if you had showed me that footage the day I gave birth, I would have been like, oh, my gosh, you're going to break the human. And it's, like, really weird that they just kind of bounce around all over the place. A nurse in the hospital said this to me, and I will pass it along to you to give to any expectant parent. Because I still, I think of this, I think of, I can see her face and hear her voice every single day. Oh, okay. Babies are very bendy. Oh, that is true. <laughs> like you can, I am surprised that I have not dislocated or broken something trying to, you know, cram an arm through a sweater. Yeah, arm it's, hole or it's something. pretty remarkable. But babies are very bendy. And um, as a dad who had no experience changing diapers or swaddling or anything, I was super nervous about breaking a baby. Mm-hmm. And she was like, the babies are fine. They're very bendy. I was like, okay. And you know what? She was right. Hi, Callie and Jeff. I just want to say, Callie, do not be embarrassed at all about today. It, I was not having the best morning. I was having a hard time. And when you started talking and saying all the best stuff about Michigan and the Bay or whatever it was, it was hilarious. It made me smile. It made me laugh. It made me really happy. And you shouldn't be embarrassed. We all do stuff like that. It just, it was just, it was endearing and lovely and happy 701st episode maybe by now or two, whatever it is. And y'all have a great, happy, blessed day. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash upside.
BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You may not be feeling down and out depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if you find yourself short with people around you or just feeling generally frustrated in life or short-tempered, therapy can really help. I've been going to therapy for almost 15 years now, and it has completely changed my life. And I have to laugh at myself a little bit because it's always the day, the days I'm like, I don't really need therapy today. That's when I wind up talking my head off. And, and those are the days when I need it the most. Here's the thing. Life is stressful, even when we don't realize it. And talking to someone unbiased about my life makes me feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Upside listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Coraline is terrifying, you guys. It is so freaky. It reminds me of like the nightmare before Christmas, which I'm sorry is terrifying. Please don't show your child Coraline, you guys. It is, it is just too weird. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Taylor. Y'all are talking about uh, sorting Halloween candy and, like, what night of the week it is and all that. So my son is two and a half, and this year he, you know, obviously we'll take him trick-or-treating. We live in a big neighborhood now, so there's lots of houses to trick-or-treat at. But I'm actually very sad because he actually likes candy this year. Last year he, like, we went trick-or-treating, and he had no interest in eating more than, like, a piece. Um, but now he loves candy, and so I'm very sad that he will actually want his Halloween candy, and I won't get to eat all of it like I did last year. But I still sort his like I did when I was a kid, and I start off, like, micro-sorting it. Um, I don't do, like, categories of chocolate, sour, fruity, whatever. It's like all the M&Ms go together, all the Snickers go together, all the Starbursts, et cetera. And then I see how many of each I have, so I know how to ration my favorites. And, yeah, I don't know what to do with the ones now that I don't like because I would give those to my mom. Um, but I am the mom, so I really don't know what to do with those anymore other than just throw them away because my husband doesn't really like candy very much. So, anyway, um, loving catching up on the episodes, and, yeah, have a great day. I just find it almost comical how often – their voicemails ragging on Jeff for interrupting Callie. And I mean, yeah, that happens, but I feel like it's just normal conversation. And half the time, it's something funny and it makes me laugh. And I'm just like, man, Jeff's one of my favorite human beings ever. And I feel like they just get ragged on a lot. So just want to let you know, Jeff, I'm behind you. And I just like the normal conversation. <laughs> so um, I don't mind the whole interrupting thing or I don't I guess I don't think that it's too much but just wanted to share my opinion bye guys I am dying laughing in my car about this whole Michigan City Bay City Bay Rollers band it's just hilarious like Callie you were so excited about it and then Jeff was like what that makes zero sense I don't know I thought it was funny thanks for the morning laugh Jeff, I'm. <laughs> you just made me laugh out loud. 
Oh, my gosh. Uh, Devin Siwa from Casper. Yeah. What Ace Hardware does he work at now? Jeff, that was smooth and funny, and that was hilarious. That was great. Um, Callie, I thought he was not – he was too girly looking. Like, what was up with, like, him and the Jonathan Taylor Thomases of the time? Mm-mm. I can't even think of who my first, like, real crush was. Probably Aladdin. You know, he was – tall, dark, and handsome. Um, All right. Bye, you guys. (laughs) You kind of tell the human brain not to do something. What happens is we very often reinforce things when we put things in the negative. If you go through trees on skis and you go, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, guess what you're watching? You're only looking at trees, as opposed to follow the path, follow the path. The only thing you see is the path. It's literally perspective.